On this episode of Movies Room My Life, we add three more killer films to our list of must-watch punk rock documentaries. All right, so I'm Brandon, and this is episode number four of our mini-series on our favorite punk docs. We have one more episode coming next Sunday, and then that's it for the series, at least for now. If you haven't yet heard episode one through three, you can find them at our website, moviesroommylife.com, and there's also a playlist on our SoundCloud page, so go over and check that out. Uh, Send us a message while you're there or leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and we love to talk to you about your experience with these flicks. And I very much hope that you've gotten your hands on as many of these films as you can, at least the ones that you haven't seen, and that you've enjoyed them. Uh, We only have six films to go, so let's get to it. Now, this episode is unique in that all three films that we're discussing today are by the same filmmaker. So we're talking about Julian Temple's punk trilogy, The Filth and the Fury, Joe Strummer, The Future is Unwritten, and Oil City Confidential. I think most of these groups would be vastly improved by sudden death. The worst currently are the Sex Pistols, and they are the antithesis of humankind. All right, so first up is 2000's The Filth and the Fury, the documentary that I very much consider to be the definitive look at the Sex Pistols. Now, this film is not Temple's first foray into telling the story behind the Pistols, but I feel it's his best. The film has some great archive footage, some of which has never been seen before, as well as new interviews with the band. I don't think what he was saying about was that outrageous. He was pretty much pointing out what the truth was. God said the Queen was never number one. There was no number one that week. He declared war on England without meaning to. This film isn't just chronicling the band's rise and fall. It's not celebrating sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or punk anarchy, or any of this rah-rah, oi-oi-oi bullshit. It's a story about people, and it's a call to action for discussion on the perks and pitfalls of fame, or perhaps infamy, the hazards of youthful naivete, as well as learning to live with the ramifications of your own decisions. I'm good looking and I have a good figure and girls like me. One of the things that I love about this doc is Temple's use of scenes from the 1955 film version of Shakespeare's Richard III. It serves as both a wonderful narrative tool and as a reaffirmation of the importance and universality of the subject matter discussed. So definitely throw this one on. I think you're going to like it. And if this film leaves you aching for more of the pistols and their particular brand of chaos, check out Temple's other films on them. 1980's The Great Rock and Roll Swindle, which is kind of weird, but pretty cool too. Steve Jones is the most prominently featured pistol as the film unravels in a series of vignettes where he's a detective, supposedly uncovering clues about the band. I don't know, but it's really interesting as a visual piece. It's sometimes criticized as being the story of the Sex Pistols told from the perspective of their manager, Malcolm McLaren. And Johnny Rotten doesn't appear in this film other than in archive footage. He was also fairly vocal when it came to what he felt were the film's inaccuracies and shortcomings, 
but it's still an interesting watch if you're a diehard fan. Creating something called the Sex Pistols was my painting, my sculpture. You don't create me. I am me. Everyone in the planet knows mountains full of shit. And you can also check out 2008's The Sex Pistols, There Will Always Be in England, which is a live DVD showcasing the band's return in 2007. Oh, and actually, there's one more. Just for fun, do a Google search for Sex Pistols Number 1. You may just come across a short film that Julian Temple made for the band to show before their gigs. If you're interested, happy hunting. Transmitters to full. All receivers to boost. This is London calling. This is London calling. I was a mouthy little git. All right, next up, Joe Strummer, The Future is Unwritten. Temple's 2007 documentary commemorating the life of the legendary Clash frontman. The film draws a timeline of Strummer's life from childhood onward, using a mix of photos, archived video, and interviews with Strummer's friends, family, fellow musicians, and admirers. I still can only play all six strings or none, which is why I called myself Joe Strummer. He was instantly charismatic, and he said, I'm going to be a rock star. He was right. Money didn't mean anything to him, but he did like fame. I love how the interviews in this doc are in large part staged around a fire, like a group of old friends getting together around a campfire with a few guitars to share a few stories, a few laughs, and a few tears about their old friend Joe. There's something beautiful about that, and I can't help but feel as though Strummer himself would greatly appreciate Temple's choice here. If the Clash could do it, you could do it. It took us back to the first excitement of hearing rock and roll for the first time. One of my favorite things about The Future is Unwritten is the inclusion of clips from Strummer's BBC World show, London Calling. There's just something magical about hearing that one-of-a-kind voice telling us all to get along, appreciate one another, and keep digging great music. I very much encourage you to watch The Future is Unwritten. It's a great one. And then you meet the 17-year-old guy. He's never heard of The Clash. And that's the moment that my feet touch the ground again. Joe, would you like anything under your name? Punk rock warlord, the warlord being one word. I suppose audiences thought they might have been watching four guys who've just done a bank job and oh, and in their spare time they play R&B. Cambiana doesn't sound very American. Let's call it Oil City. We make a joke, we call this just the Thames Delta. Thames Delta, that's it. Dr. Fieldwood was just like a machine. All right, so let's do it. Entry number three in Temple's Punk Trilogy 2009's Oil City Confidential. This is a great flick. A look at the Canvey Island bruisers of rhythm and blues, Dr. Feelgood. 
The movie, much like the band that it's about, feels like an unstoppable force, the power, the energy, and the humanity of an outfit of musicians that stood on the precipice of a rock and roll revolution. They were punk before punk, weren't they? I wouldn't look New York in the face. Interviews, photography, and performance footage are tied together beautifully with a collection of great scenes from various film noir, and you cannot help but be drawn in by the romanticism of it all, regardless of if you're a fan or not. He looks as though he should have cigarettes nailed to his lips. This amazing, intense outlaw vibe overwhelms you as you're getting flashes of concrete jungle on the screen, and then you see Lee Brillo, microphone and cigarette in hand, sporting his infamous white suit, then cut to footage from Brighton Rock with the very young Richard Attenborough, by the way. I think he's like 22 or 23 in that film. In any case, the, the energy and the crisp storytelling is unmistakable and beautifully paced. Wilco really looked psycho. As you cut from performance footage of Wilco Johnson, black suit, skinny tie, staring intensely, pointing his Telecaster out into the crowd like a Tommy gun. And there's James Mason on the screen in scenes from Odd Man Out, and it's all seamless. It lends to the story so well. And on top of that, it's just really really cool. If you give this film five minutes to hook you, it will stay with you for a lifetime. So check out Oil City Confidential. Just suddenly it all went bang. It was incredible. Enough to kill anybody. And if you can't move on with your life when you're done with this film, check out The Ecstasy of Wilco Johnson, also from Julian Temple. The film came out last year, and it follows Wilco Johnson's journey through a farewell tour as he begins his battle with pancreatic cancer. It discusses his newfound appreciation for life and music, and it's really a powerful piece. Death is something that every single person has to face up to. Man has learned much who has learned how to die. If it's going to kill me, I, I don't want it to bore me. Okay, so that's it for this episode. I know I kind of cheated. I said I was going to talk about three films. I ended up talking about six films, I think. Hopefully we gave you a lot to watch this week. We'll be back with the final entry in this series on Sunday the 31st, so we hope you can join us again then. We've also got a ridiculous panel discussion coming this Wednesday, which is Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. So we hope you'll come and join us and talk ridiculous 90s video game movies with us uh, remember to subscribe rate and review to the show on itunes soundcloud stitcher radio tune in whatever your podcatcher of choice is if we're not on your podcatcher of choice reach out to us we'll rectify that situation for you visit our website moviesroommylife.com and reach out to us on twitter we like that at mermal podcast at mrml podcast and i'm at not brandon fleet on twitter look me up as well if you like there's been a ton of cool trailers that have dropped this week so let us know what upcoming films have you excited 
You can also email us at show at moviesfrommylife.com or message us or post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash moviesfrommylife. That's all together. No dashes, no dots, no underscores. We always appreciate your feedback. We do our very best to reply to everything we get. And I think that that's it. So thanks for hanging out with us.